Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy. After serving together in China for nearly 20 years, Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on the ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and around the world. Witness Lee served the Lord for over 70 years before going to be with the Lord in 1997. His life's work included a thorough life study of the entire Bible. Before we join today's program, we'd like to give you our toll-free number. That number is 1-888-543-3788. Now let's join today's life study. In order for us to live under the heavenly ruling of the kingdom, we must be very careful in dealing with others. Matthew chapters 5 and 6 touch things deep within ourselves, like our temper and lust, even our anxiety about riches. But chapter 7 brings us to the crucial matter of how we deal with other people. Bob Danker has joined us today as we once again consider the account in Matthew and how much the Lord cares for the way we handle other people. Welcome to the program, Brother Bob. Chris, I'm glad to join you again. I think this broadcast will be very enlightening and very helpful. Yeah, it really is. We're going to touch a verse that I think uh, many people have heard but maybe have never considered carefully in the context in which we find it. So I'm looking forward to it as well. It's an interesting transition at this point, Bob. In Chapter 6, we had this very strong concluding word about anxieties and the cares of this life. Then we come to this chapter and the matter of dealing with others immediately after. Do not be anxious, we find Do not judge that you be not judged. Yes, Chris, in the first two chapters, it seemed that the Lord was touching the things that are inside of us. But in this chapter, he begins to touch our relationship with others in the kingdom, especially uh, the Lord mentions our brothers here, which means our fellow believers. In the first two chapters, we see how much we need another life and another nature to live in the kingdom of the heavens. We cannot rely on our natural life and our human nature to live in the kingdom. We need Christ to be our life. We need the divine life and the divine nature to live in the kingdom. And we're going to see in this broadcast also how much we need Christ. Bob, let's just look at a couple of verses, uh, not all of them in this uh, section, just to give the flavor, I think, of what we're touching. Verse 1, which we quoted in the opening today, Do not judge that you be not judged. Then we jump to verse 3. And why do you look at the splinter which is in your brother's eye, but the beam in your eye you do not consider? And finally, verse 5 says, Hypocrite, first remove the beam from your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. All about our relationships with others. Bob, this is a very exposing word, but always in the shining and exposing that comes in this portion, we've been finding each time a ready supply of grace available. Yes. Let's join with the sleep, Bob. In this section, the Lord's intention is to ask us to take care of others. Forget about 
yourself to take care of others. In chapter 5 and in chapter 6, in all those sections, the Lord has dug out the temper, the lust, the inner being, the self, the flesh, and also the anxiety. Now, he brings us into this point that we all have to learn how to take care of others. When you are judging others, you must judge them according to a principle that how do you want others to judge you? To consider this way is to take care of others. The heavenly ruling over the kingdom people is this. You must take care of others. This is a little secret to judge others, to criticize others, to see something about others. It's all together due to one fact that you don't care for others. If you care for others, you would not criticize. You would not judge. If you would care for others, what you would do is judge to sympathize with others. The Lord's word here says, don't judge, lest you'll be judged. Are you afraid of being judged? Then you have to know that others are also afraid of being judged. Do you feel bad to be judged by others? Say it. Then you have to know others will feel also bad to be judged by you. I don't like to be judged. Okay, if you don't like to be judged, how about others? So, you have to take care of others. Dear ones, please try not to measure anyone. Not to try to see how spiritual is this one. Uh, how much growth this one has. What is the real situation in life of this dear one? It is better not to measure. Then you will stay away from any kind of a criticism. This is altogether based upon the principle that you have to take care of others. Bob, in one sense, these 12 verses in chapter 7 really turn our attention away from ourselves, things that are really deep within us. But in another sense, how we view others is really a clear indication of how well we know ourselves, isn't it? Yes, Chris. Here it says, the Lord said we should not judge others so that we would not be judged. Actually, the Lord's word here shows us that we don't know ourselves very well. Actually, the principle here is that we should care for others and forget about ourselves. But usually the opposite is true. We care mostly for ourselves. So by criticizing others, by judging them, by pointing out their faults, and yet being so ignorant concerning our own condition, the Lord said, you, you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but you don't realize that in your eye there's a log. 
so that your seeing you cannot see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. Actually, the Lord does want us to help others by removing the splinter, but the problem with us is that we don't see clearly because we have a log in our own eye. This shows us that we don't know our real condition, and we're in desperate need that the Lord would enlighten us so that we know where we stand and not be so clear in ourselves concerning where others stand. We think we know where others are, but we don't really know that much. In fact, we don't even know where we are. Many times we're like the Pharisees, Mm self-righteous. We're righteous in our own eyes. And so we feel free to judge and to criticize others, thinking that we have the right to do that, we have the position to do that, and we think, well, if anyone were to judge us, they would surely find there's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. But actually, we need to be careful because if others were to judge us, how would they judge us? They would probably find many things wrong with us. And at least one day we will stand before the Lord at his judgment seat, Mm. and he will take a close look at us. What will he find when he does that? You know, we need to realize, Chris, how much mercy we need, not only in the Lord's eyes— but even in the eyes of the brothers and sisters that we are related to day by day. We need mercy from them because our situation is not so positive. And so we should be willing and ready to show mercy to others by not judging them, by not criticizing them, by caring for them, Mm. by loving them, and even being sympathetic toward their situation. And this is so much contrary to our fallen human nature. Right that it shows again how desperately we need Christ. Let's go back to Witness Lee. We do have insertion of five verses, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. This section deals with the principle. What is the principle? That is, mainly we have to take care of others. Judging others, you have to take others. So all things, therefore, whatever you wish that man would do to you, so also you do to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Then why we have five verses as it can insertion? While we are dealing with others, we have to look to the Heavenly Father. Many, many times, when we deal with others, we don't look to the law. And these five verses mean what? Mean that when we are contacting people at that very time, we have to look to the law. Lord, tell me how to deal with these people. Sometimes you just ask, it will not be adequate. You have to seek. It will not be adequate still. Then you have to knock. This means to contact people is quite a serious matter. Don't consider our contact with people is a small thing. We must consider we, the kingdom people, contacting others are quite serious. We shouldn't do it in a light way. We must ask, seek, and knock. Then we will have the proper way to contact people. 
and the proper way in principle in Matthew is the kingdom. Well, Bob, these five verses, when taken in this context, clearly show us that the asking here is altogether related to how we deal with others. This is very surprising. And it was also exposing, Bob, to me. I don't know about to you. But to have the realization that we dare not touch other people without really seeking the Lord first for just how to contact them and how to deal with them. I agree with you, Chris. This is a very exposing point. It shows us, first of all, how much we rely on ourselves and how little we rely on the Lord. I feel that, at least in my Christian experience, my number one failure is not to do bad things or evil things, but simply to fail to contact Christ and to try to handle the situation by myself, trusting in my own wisdom. I know how to to deal with this brother or that brother, but actually we do not know how to deal with others, especially we don't know how to deal with God's people. So we need to contact Christ and to ask him to seek and to knock so that he will show us the way for us to deal with and have a relationship with others in the kingdom. And this is our need in everything that we do. Mm. In everything that we do, we should not use ourselves as the source. We should always take Christ as the source. This is God's economy. This is a matter of God's economy. God's economy uh, says that we have been crucified, and it should no longer be we who live. It should be Christ who lives in us, as Paul said, right, in Galatians 2, verse 20. And he also said, for to me to live is Christ. So in everything, we have to take Christ as our life, Christ as our source, Christ as our wisdom, and Christ as our way. So for this, whenever we contact uh, someone, we have to pray and we have to inwardly exercise our spirit to contact Christ and ask him, Lord, what is the way for me? to contact my brother here in the church, my fellow citizen in the kingdom of the heavens. How should I contact him? And if we would contact the Lord, we would judge others a lot less, Mm. and we would have a positive way always to minister something to them that will be a help to them, a benefit to them and to the whole body of Christ, rather than a negative result if we criticize, if we judge, even if we handle the situation in ourselves, mm-hmm. we can still never get a positive result. Right. Because in God's economy, God wants Christ to be everything. So Christ has to be everything to us. And I was remembering in the Old Testament the story about Solomon. When Solomon became the king, you remember, God asked him, ask me anything. Just ask me, what do you want me to do for you? Solomon's answer was amazing. He said, this people that you've given me to govern, they are a great people. And I am just a child. I don't know how to go in or go out among them. I ask you for wisdom in how to deal with your people. When Solomon asked him this, God told him, because you did not ask me for riches and for a long life, but you asked me instead for wisdom in how to have a relationship with my people, I will give you not only what you ask for, but I'll give you great riches also. So you see how important it is that we have the wisdom and we have the way 
to have a relationship with people in the kingdom of the heavens. And this example of Solomon, to me, is a tremendous example that we need to contact the Lord, that he will give us the way, and even he will be the way for us. Boy, Bob, that was a wonderful example. That was really a kingdom response from Solomon, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I think nearly everyone has heard this verse, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. But probably most people, as you and I were visiting before we uh, began recording today, probably would assume that this had more to do with uh, Lord give us today our daily bread than in how we deal with others. It's it's really uh, enlightening, isn't it, to see this in context? This is what you mentioned before. It's surprising to see these verses in the context of how we relate to other people. But this shows us how important this matter is. Well, Bob, we've got uh, another section. We're going to stay on this topic today. I think there's a lot of interest here. Let's go back to Witness Lee. We contact others based upon what principle? The principle of the kingdom and the principle of the Holy Spirit. How could we get this knowledge? How could we get such a kind of guidance? By asking, by seeking, and by knocking. You read the context. You get it. You get it. You just ask, you receive. You seek, you will find. And if you knock, you will be given. Uh, the door will be open to you. That means what? That means you will have the way. According to human thought, we always think we take the way first, then we get the gate, we get the door. We walk the way, then we get the gate, we get the door. In the Bible, it is vice versa. We just get the door, we enter the gate, then we walk the way. When here it says, if you knock, the door will be open to you. That means what? You will get the gate. <laughs> when the door is open to you, you will get the gate. Then uh, you will get the way. When the gate is open to you, you will get the way. You see, now what is needed here is the way how to contact others. So you have to ask, you have to seek, you have to knock, then the door will open to you. When the door is open to you, the way is right in front of you. You see the point? Then you know how to contact others. To contact others, you need an open door with a straight way as your guidance. Now, how could you get this open door with a straight way? Only by asking, seeking, and knocking. Then you will have the proper way to contact others. So after verse 11, the Lord Jesus gives us a conclusion. All things, therefore, whatever you wish that man would do to you, so also you do to them, for this is the law and the prophet. So we all have to learn to take care of others. Then we have to pray, Lord, Show me the way. Ask. Probably you still couldn't get. Then you seek. Still could not get. Then you knock. You see, when you knock, that means you come close to the better one whom you ask. Just ask, maybe you still uh, have a distance there. But when you knock, there's no distance. You're right uh, in front of the one you are uh, asking. So this means what? This means we need to spend some time.
to seek after God. In contacting others, or for us to contact others, we need the asking, the seeking, and the knocking. Then we may have the door open to us with a straight way that we know how to contact others. We get the way to contact others. Then we will make profit. You see, then we will stay away from any kind of mistakes. Well, Bob, in our last section today, let's just look at these three words that uh, are really the heart of this verse. Ask, seek, and knock. What about their significance and their difference, really? Well, yes, the Lord did use these three words here. He used the word ask, and asking actually refers to a kind of a general request. You know, if I ask for something, I simply make a general request that I would like to have something. And then uh, I may or may not receive it. And we know that in dealing with the Lord, many times we may ask for something in a general way, and yet uh, we find out we, we didn't get what we asked for. So what should we do in that case? Well, we may be tempted just to give up and say, well, the Lord didn't give me what I asked for, so I'll just stop. But the Lord doesn't want us to stop. He wants us to go one step further. Uh, instead of just asking, he wants us to seek. To seek, of course, means that we are more definite more specific in what we are seeking for. We are seeking it with some amount of earnestness and seriousness. We really want it, so we're seeking for it. And while we're seeking, we may find out that we didn't get what we were seeking for. So instead of giving up, the Lord wants us to exercise our faith and to go on to a further step. He wants us to knock. And to knock is the most desperate attitude for us to have. We must enter into the door. So we come up to the door, and we knock on the door, and the person whom we are asking and seeking is right on the other side of the door. Now, this means that we're very close to him, and we're very intimate to him at that moment. So when he opens the door to us, then we enter in, and we can get on the way, or we find the way to deal with the situation. And it's very interesting that in the Gospel of Luke, when the Lord gave this same word, he said, How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So actually, what we really need in order to deal with others in the kingdom is we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Lord himself as the way. So we need to do more than just ask in a general way and more than just seek in a specific way. But we need to come right intimately to the Lord, and we need to knock on the door. And then he opens the door, and he gives us what we ask for. But this shows us, again, how serious this matter is of relationships with others in the kingdom. We must deal with this matter in a very serious way and not act independent of the Lord, but seek him with a very definite and desperate heart that we will have the way to relate ourselves to others in the kingdom for the building up of the body of Christ. Bob Witness Lee was very fond of saying that in dealing with others, we need to be full of mercy. In dealing with ourselves, we need to be very strict. Our natural way, I think, Bob, typically is to have those two things reversed. But there's a real adjustment going on in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, isn't there? There really is. And the more we contact the Lord the more we will see ourselves in his light and we will realize that we have no position to judge anyone. 
And also, we need mercy, how much mercy we need from the Lord and from our fellow brothers and sisters, because we have many shortcomings, many failures, many lacks in ourselves, and we have nothing to be proud of, nothing to boast in. We need the Lord's mercy, and we need the Lord himself. And so the only thing we can do is just help others to know the Lord and to gain him, because that's what they also need. They don't need our judgment. They don't need our criticism. They need more of Christ, just as we need more Amen. of Christ. <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap it up on that point, Bob. Thank you so much for your fellowship today. Oh, Chris, it's been wonderful to be with you. Let me point out that our toll-free number is 1-888-543-3788. We invite you always to call us, contact us, find out about the printed material that we have available that accompanies this program really the breadth of ministry available through Living Stream, and just to visit to find out your fellowship, your input, your questions, your comments about what you're hearing each day. Our mailing address also, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, where you can send email to us, radio at lsm.org. Please do try to join us tomorrow and Friday as we continue on this week in Chapter 7 of the Life Study of the Book of Matthew. For Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. For six decades, millions of Christians have been edified by the ministry of Watchman Nee. Now Living Stream Ministry invites a new generation of believers to experience the ministry of Watchman Nee in an inspiring book called The Overcoming Life. Throughout his life, including imprisonment and eventual martyrdom, Watchman Nee exemplified the overcoming life through an abiding participation in Christ and in his victory over sin and death. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available now at Christian bookstores or you can call 1-888-543-3788.